Okay, welcome to another Pilates Elephants. I'm here with Hannah Ryan. Hannah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our convo. So um, can you introduce yourself, please, to the Pilates stratosphere? Yeah, so I'm Hannah Ryan, as you said. I'm a Pilates instructor from Ireland. So I've been teaching here. I know it's a bit different from Australia. Um, my background is in physical therapy. So yeah, just the movement world. Um, I'm also a musician. I know you are as well. <laughs> so yeah, they're the things I do. Uh, tell me a little bit about your musicianship. Well, I play the fiddle and sing. So I've been in bands for years and I do session work and live work and bits, yeah. So Pilates helps huh. me with that a lot, with neck issues with the fiddle. <laughs> so it's yeah, good. I can imagine. I always, oh, I always like think about that when I watch people playing the the fiddle or the violin. Like, oh I yeah, know how that feels on the neck. Yeah. Um. So we are here to talk about your uh, business that you are building. So can you just give us a, like a really quick? Um, 10,000 foot view snapshot of, of what you do and, and roughly where you're at in building that business? Yeah. So I think like everyone during the pandemic, I tried to find a way of going online in terms of everyone in Pilates. So <clears throat> I was teaching through Zoom and doing live classes through YouTube and then sending links to recordings through Zoom and private YouTube links. And when the pandemic lifted and I realized there was still a lot of clients who would stay online, I just tried to make a way for a more easy, accessible way for them to keep up with the classes. So just started building a website. Um, and I know in Ireland, so I went through like our like county council. So I went through the local enterprise office. They have all these different um, schemes and grants for self-employed people. So basically I was able to get a website built and at the end of the year, I'll claim half of that back. So a lot of self-employed people in Ireland can do that. So I'm sure you can look up that kind of thing in whatever country you're in. Because um, I was really surprised that was there. It became known to me because it was like a coming out of pandemic thing for you know, like self-employed people. But um, it's great. And there's like grants for photography for your business. There's loads of different things you can look into in that way. So I just started building the website. Um, and my website is very much a place for my existing clients to go and take classes, but I'm filming all the time. So, and the idea with the website is that it's always like progressive. So you sign up to, or you're encouraged to do the next class. So it'll be part of 10 days, 30 days. The challenges always build on each other because that's how I view exercise and how I do exercise and how I got into Pilates and um, one of my most popular things is a 34 moves challenge. So the original 34 moves, but uh, yeah, basically the website holds all of the things that were popular during the pandemic. So I feel like I kind of went ahead of myself on the website and now I'm taking a step back. So I've just recorded the four day foundation. I'm in the middle of recording an eight day beginner. So I'll build everything from the startup on the website now, <laughs> but all my most popular things are there already. So the basic thing is you have an what I'd call an, an on-demand or an asynchronous platform where you pre-record sessions, uh, but you're and you do that through your website. But you're not selling like in not really. Uh, your your model is interesting to me, and I think uh, probably um, meaningfully different in that you're not promoting like a casual you know come and do a class once a week sort of thing, or you know just scroll through the 
through the options and do whatever you want whenever you want. You're actually promoting a structured progression for people. So you're you're setting people up with a, a challenge, like you say, or a series of sessions building towards a particular goal or outcome. So uh, so this is basically an on-demand, you know, uh, online business. And so you are now, so is that your, like, is that, have you totally transitioned to um, that online platform? Are you still teaching in-person sessions at all? So that's the great thing about it. Um, and I know I've listened to so many other um, of your episodes where people talk about burnout and working so much because as a full-time Pilates instructor, you really have to teach a lot of classes to make your living off it. So there was a point before the pandemic where I was teaching 18 classes a week. And I know some people have taught more than that. For me, that was burnout territory. So now I teach two. So that's, do you know, and it's the same <clears throat> it's this it's balancing out is the same because I've got challenges on the go and classes on the go and that does involve a few corporates I know corporates are really valuable for us Pilates instructors because we can charge so high for them so I have a couple of them but yeah it's a really nice um life balance life work balance now although Pilates it doesn't often feel like work it did when it was like 18 classes a week but um yeah no I feel really lucky I was listening to one of your episodes as well, the financial episode, um, just about how passive income doesn't really exist. And I agree with that because one of the things I was nervous about with an on-demand website is how close I got to all my clients and built up over the years. And you, know, you have people who stay with you for five, seven, eight years, um, but I still very much stay in touch with them. Um, so <clears throat> what was I saying? Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all right. So you have so you've cre you've created this on demand platform that has replaced you know ninety five percent of your in person sessions. Yeah, and uh, and yet you and you've figured out a way to still uh, keep in touch with your clients and to make it progressive and. I think that's to me that is the key thing that jumps out at me is is that you have a structured approach and you sign people up for for challenges. So, um, can you just give us a you know a a rough financial snapshot of you know what your of what your business looks like at the moment and how does that compare to what you know to when you were teaching eighteen in person sessions every week and and what and how long do you spend you know each week on the business. Yeah. So I, that's actually where I lost my train of thought. So mm. you kind of think you have this website, but on demand classes and you've all this free time, but I haven't found that yet. And I think I'll go through phases where you could sit back and be like, Oh, there's loads of challenges running and you could take a break, but maybe because it's only a few months in, I am filming and editing all the time. And because I've taught myself to edit and I'm still learning, like I probably work more now, but in a very different way. Like the commute is gone. Like I'm doing my own workouts instead of, you know, half kind of moving while you're teaching people. But um, yeah, to answer your question, when, so when I first launched the 34 Moves Challenge, the 34 Original Pilates Moves Challenge, I did it across 34 classes and we did it every day for 34 days. So I had two groups back to back who did that. And there was about 20 people in each group and it's seven euro classes every day. But 
people were missing the odd one and there was no wiggle room for if someone got a bit sick or, you know, people have kids at home and things. So I've changed that to five days a week. So they've two days off or because it's on demand, they can move that around so you can catch up or you can repeat classes. And again, I kept the price at seven euro per class for that. And it's quite cheap compared to other classes just because they're doing five a week. So if you have everyone paying their 35 euros a week and the two best groups I had was a group of 48 people and a group of 45 people. So they're going at once and sometimes they can overlap a bit. And then for the people who completed the challenge, because some people did it five times through, went back to start and start again, then they can go to an option of doing two classes a week because people get such amazing results. And that's a whole other rant. But yeah, so the time when I had, say, 48 people at seven euro for that one challenge separate to the rest of my work. So it's 336 euro. And then so at the end of that week, you're getting 1,680. So there's a lot of money to be made there in the challenges. And I found that the consistency for people got better results. But the consistency for me was also better than people dropping in at 15 euro. You know, they're paying seven euro with me every day, but it's a win-win. I don't see it as like, you know, it's, it's a total win-win people are getting the results because all of the messages and feedback and reviews are like for the first time in however long, or for the first time ever, I feel this, I, my pelvis is stable after childbirth, my this, that, or the other, I understand this now because it is that consistency and with the routine as well, because I started with it live on zoom. And there was no actual set time. So I always just said, look, we'll have it done within an hour. But when you start flowing the moves, you can get it done in 40 minutes, 30 minutes when people get good at it. So we're all beginner. Then we go through intermediate and there's always options. So people will end on intermediate or advanced. Um, And since then, I've actually done a 10 day advanced add on. But yeah, the money for that challenge is really good. And now because I think the hype of people doing it during the pandemic because a lot of people have dropped off on demand not everyone there's enough there obviously for me to only teach two in people classes but the money for that challenge is really it's really lucrative it's great so now I might have say 10 people doing it at any one time five days a week and then maybe another eight ish doing it at two days a week so that's kind Mm. of continuous and then I have this 20 minute daily reset so people get like a full body 20 minute blast it's for experienced people and they do it as many days as they can from Monday to Sunday and that's 20 euro and I tend to have like maybe seven people do that and then on a really good week maybe 10 or 15 so it's you know I I am starting out I want those numbers to build a lot but in terms of if you're replacing in-person classes where you're charging 50 or 60 euro there's already a bunch of classes taken then I have two corporates and I feel like everyone in the Pilates industry is so secretive about cost of corporates because Mm -hmm. companies tax deduct right for wellness incentives Mm -hmm. and then we charge what we want because we know they're tax deducting so one of my corporates I charge them 150 per class and I've been told by people that's low I've been told by people that's high and that's a 40 minute class but they're tax deducting there could be 30 of them there could be 10 of them do you know so you're kind of thinking if I'm charging 30 That's kind of the way you have to think, right? When there's that many people on the other end. And then the lowest end of corporate, I charge 80. And I try not to go below that because I feel like you could charge that for a regular class. So I have four corporates a week. My highest one is 150. My lowest one is 80. The others are in between that. And then I do two. Are those online or in person? 
there online, I used to have a bunch of corporates. So Ireland is small. Dublin is smaller. That's where I was teaching. And all of us kind of know each other, which is really nice. The Pilates community is so nice, but um, it's really competitive for corporates. So I was really lucky that I had a lot of the big names and that spread. Um, again, burnout territory. But yeah, so during the pandemic, a few groups stayed with me. They've kind of gotten a bit smaller and I've got four. Now I haven't pushed mm. to get many more because I'm filming all the time and trying to create mm. this passive thing, which doesn't really exist because with an online thing, you're constantly dealing with messages of my link won't open, my this, that, or the other, are you signed into your email? You know, like just simple things. Yeah. I feel like you're constantly on that to still provide a service. You never just mm. sit back, but that's a no. good thing. Um, and one thing as well, um, oh, so sorry, so, uh, just before we move on, so on an average month, I mean, I know like I, I hear when you say it goes up and down, depends which challenge yeah. you've got running and all of that. But if you had to average out like over the last, I don't know, three or four months, you know, on a per month basis, what's your income from the, from the on-demand platform? From the on-demand, because the 34 moves has gone down in numbers um, after the pandemic and then the 20 minute reset, I have a master the move series. So again, it is hard to put a figure on it cause it's always different, but you could be making 2000. Mm-hmm. So in and around that, but I'm hoping to build that as well. Okay. And how does that compare to what you were making teaching 18 in-person classes? At the moment with my corporates, it's kind of on a par. Right. So yeah, I'm not making less, which is great, but I was renting a studio as well. So my overheads mm-hmm. are gone. Right. And the, and the potential is that if, you know, basically every extra client that you add essentially costs you nothing. So, yeah. so you could double, triple, quadruple, you know, 10 X that in theory without actually increasing your costs at all. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Cause when you're teaching in person, you need like a twin or a triplet all the time. You know, you, need, yes. you can't spread yourself that way. And then, you know, you think about, and it's fine, but I think you kind of build your tribe on your vibe or whatever. Do you know, like people follow you for a reason because I have people who stay forever and the people you never see again. So it's not a case of that you could kind of outsource. Do you know, I know you have yeah. to be a limited company to do that anyway. Well, in Ireland you do, but um. It doesn't always work that way. They might be coming to you for some sort of reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing of it, of of running it, I was always really personal with everybody. And if they had a niggle or this, that or the other, you know, either I would spend time with them, maybe give them a treatment if they were to book in that way or send them because I have a bunch of recordings for like hip rehab, ankle knee hip rehab, shoulder rehab, neck rehab. So I'd always just send that stuff for free. Like, oh, you're doing the classes, you're signed up to a challenge. Let's just make you feel as good as possible. And they mightn't get around to everything, but whatever they do, it definitely complements it. Um, so it would be a little less Pilates, a little more like neuromuscular, Physio, like self-administered yeah. neuromuscular techniques. Um, just things like strain, counter strain, or like soft tissue release, things that Pilates does anyway by accident, but just a little more like self-administered massage and then positional release as well to yourself with your own body weight. So yeah, it's, it's a mix and it's busy, but I'm hoping, like you said, the more people come in, that doesn't cost more. That's not more work. It's the same work, but you're hoping that the numbers build and build and build. 
And I'm very surprised at, you know, a few months in that it's going like this. I kind of thought I'd have this website ticking away. And, you know, websites cost to run and to host. And then I get back to building up all my in-person classes. But I'm hoping to keep it at two classes. And the in-person classes now seem like they don't make sense from a financial point of view. Like once you've paid the rent and you take into account tax. But it's so nice to see people and to put your hands on people if they need it. You know, that kind of way. So it's yeah. a bit of a luxury. Yes, I'm I'm in the same position. Um, and okay, so you've got this. What I'd I'd like to come back to what you just mentioned about sending people those little videos for sort of neuromuscular sort of self therapy. Um, but can we bookmark that for a sec? Because I'd really like to explore how you've built this online clientele. Because you, I mean, you basically do it through social media, is my understanding. But you don't have a very big following. So, yeah, so um, I think this is something that a lot of Pilates instructors are super confused and frustrated about is like, well, what do I post on social media? I've only got a few hundred followers or a thousand followers or whatever. You know, how do I generate business out of social media? And they, they basically don't know what to post. So they kind of end up just posting random stuff like them doing a workout or whatever. And not yeah. not not lever not leveraging that media. So yeah. So how do you gen? How do you get somebody into that? In you know onto your website and ready to purchase that challenge? Yeah, I think yeah. As you said, my following's not huge, and I feel like I could play the social media game a bit better. But um, I think it, so. I think it comes down to quantity over quality, and that's not to like. I'll try to explain that. So like I, I spent so much time with people and building groups in Dublin and I used to think outside of the box in terms of putting on events as well. So we did these like Pilates pink gin and pizza events or Pilates and Prosecco events because my first degree was actually event management before I got into any of this. Um, Love the alliteration, by the way, anything with a P, fantastic. I know. And it's just, so I kind of met a lot of people and created a buzz around it. And like, so I feel like the numbers, so I don't actually know what I have, like 3000 something, which is tiny, as you said, in terms of making your living off it, you don't think that that's a big enough amount, but I do know the people who are commenting and they're the people that are coming to classes. So I think it's more actually that the groundwork was done. That's a physical following. Like I've met them and I know them. So I'm in a very privileged position. I know that isn't as easy for everyone. That's, you know, like 10 years worth of networking, essentially like the old fashioned way. And I keep up with them as if that's a group chat. And then if that builds outside of that, great. Like obviously there's some people that are doing classes from Canada and India and whatever that I haven't met, but it's so few. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of posting, uh, and so, I know. Sorry, been- I, I think just before you, before you go into the posting, okay. uh, I think that is, you know, an important point that you met those people the old fashioned way through physical networking. But I think the larger point there is basically you have taken the time and effort to build an actual relationship with, with each of those, uh, which with each of those people. And so they're not just kind of a horde of faceless followers. They're, you know, they're actual people that you have, who you have relationships with. And um, so how do you, how do you foster and maintain those relationships in the online environment now? 
Yeah, it can be very draining and time consuming, but I think, I guess it comes back to like, maybe the type of person I am or my beliefs, like on a more like spiritual level, I just think it's good for me. And those people like give me a lot of life and I try to be grateful and practice that like gratitude. And anytime you're tired or fatigued or you're like, oh, I have so many messages to reply to, you just take a second and remember, no, like these people give me the life I have that is so great. And they're so interesting. And I've learned so much from each and every one of them. And every body is so different and every mind is so different. And the kind of Buddhist thinking of that, you know, you're all, you're always able to learn from someone and you're, you approach it thinking I'm not as good as this person. Instead of just fumbling and trying to give them an answer, you kind of create a dialogue between you. And it's really between my mind and their body, right? To get them to move. Um, and in terms of fostering that, sometimes I'm too tired to reply and it can take me a while. But again, I think the people that are sticking with me, they understand that it's always coming from a good place. So we have a really sweet way of talking to each other. I've never been super formal. So it's a lot of like hearts and emojis. And, you know, it's just I've never been like kind regards, blah, blah, blah. But I think they like that for that reason. Um, but yeah, I would take phone calls from people and say older people, I could be on the phone for an hour trying to help them to figure out how to use the thing. And then we might chat about their life a bit. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting in Dublin, in a city, when I first started there, because I'm from the countryside here in Ireland, it was very much teacher and students and separate. But um, over time, you start going for you know, especially if it's weekend workshops or events, you could go for lunch with those people and you just start to build up relationships. So there's no real one answer to this is what I do, but I try to view WhatsApp messages, Instagram messages and phone calls as that is part of my job. Like those people, I I don't get to move and teach and feel great um, unless they're on the other side taking the class. So it always has to be about them, has to be about their body. It's not about what I'm excited about working out at the moment. And that might filter into what I'm teaching, but it's more about the feedback, you know, like just things across the board, make everyone's necks feel good. I know you had a really good post recently about strengthening the neck. Like we appreciate to strengthen our hips, our backs, our ankles, but that sort of thing. Um, and just try to guide them. But yeah, that trust has been built in person. Yeah. Basically to answer that, I try to mm. remind myself that it's not, it's not necessarily socializing, but that's a really nice perk, but it's part of it. Like if I'm going to teach, people are the big part of it and they're the the lovely part of it. I hope that yeah. answers. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think those principles and those things that you're doing actually can apply equally in the online space um, for anyone listening to this who doesn't have 3,000 followers that built through an in-person network it's just human interaction, right? It's just caring about the other person and being generous with your intention and with your, uh, and with your emotion and with your time, uh, and thinking about it from their perspective, thinking, you know, what, what can I do to serve this person? What do, yeah. what are their needs in this moment? Uh, and I would love what you say about gratitude, about, uh, you know, uh, recognize, you know, consciously, intentionally recognizing that you know, and I've, I've, I have the same situation where you open up Instagram. It's like, Oh my God, there's like 88 DMs in there that, <laughs> you know, to respond to. And, and, uh, but, you know, remembering that, you know, through the grace of these people that you get to, you know, live the life that you 
choose to live, you know. Um, yeah. And in 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 return, you know, you you provide value for them. Yeah. Um, it's all right. So, just, so oh, please go ahead. I was just going to say, I went to actually a class. It wasn't a Pilates class. It was a fitness class of someone. They had like, oh, like 28,000 followers or something. And I went there thinking like, oh, this is going to be packed. There was two of us there. So it's just, you know, the thing of like, yeah, it's not to do with numbers. Like, obviously that can be, you know, a lubricant for life in terms of you can, you know, it can, it can definitely help. And I mean, I want more followers. I think that will add value from what I can see so far, but it doesn't always, because like you said about posting, maybe people are following posts for fashion more so than rehab and it doesn't actually translate to a fitness class. So maybe your following doesn't actually translate to your job. It could be that you're also a model or you're also, you know, and that's great because yes. maybe they're getting work on the other side. But I was really surprised to be one of two people in that class. I thought they'd sell that out without even trying. So it doesn't always mean what you think it means. Yeah, I, I, that's been my journey as well. I'm currently at a bit over 11,000 followers and I've just built that up by posting, you know, five, six days a week and over, over a year or so. And what I've discovered uh, is that it's quality of quantity that yeah. makes the difference. And so, you know, having 100,000 followers who are just following you for, you know, but they're not attached, they're not, you know, they don't sort of wait for your posts or, you know, is all I do is kind of scroll past and hit like, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, is is not Supporters. very, right. Yeah, they're not, it's not valuable. But when you have uh, even a smaller number of people who, actively engage with your post comment you know send your dms ask questions share your stuff and and are really interested in what you've got to offer um you know those are the people who mobilize who who become customers and who recommend others to become customers and so it's the quantity it's the quantity of those quality people yeah. that that is the determining and so you know if you've got 3000 followers and 3000 of them are quality that's, you yeah. know, that's way better than if you've got 300 followers and, and they're all quality. Or it's also way better if you've, than if you've got 100,000 and only 1,000 of them are quality. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's qu quantity of quality, I think, is, <laughs> is, is, the, uh, is what works anyway for me. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you've got a real uh, a, a personal approach. And I, it sounds like you've just taken your uh, in-person networking and just, you know, brought it into the online space. Yeah. And I actually think that's great. But in terms of growth, I'll stay here now unless I get savvy with the ways of an actual online business. Because, um, you know, when you go to my website, you had actually mentioned this before, but there isn't really a direction of where to start. So I think mm -hmm. I need to asset, I need to become an online space as well. Yes. You know, that kind of way, like this was a way to serve the people that are there already and make it easier for them to pay essentially because we were going through Zoom and WhatsApp and Revolut and PayPal and now it's all in one place. But yeah, I need to up my tech savviness if that is to grow. And that's a challenge. So that's good. Well, uh, if may I give you some unsolicited advice on that score? Absolutely. No welcome advice. <laughs> um, 
Well, I think I agree with you. And in any market, the, you know, there's kind of, I kind of think of it like a pyramid of at, at the pointy end, there's like, I don't know, 1% of people who are like basically already raving fans and they just want to buy your stuff. And all you've got to do is make it possible and easy for them to buy your stuff. Um, and they, they're your, they were your in-person clients and your close network who are basically like, you know, show me, show me how to sign up and I'll do it. Um, and so yeah, for them, you've basically just got to give them a, a pathway to, to be your customers. And then the next layer, maybe, you know, slightly wider part of the pyramid, you've got maybe 3%, you know, I'm just kind of making these numbers up, but <laughs> guesstimating, but you, again, some small percentage of the market, but a bigger percentage than your, you know, existing customers are people out there who are actively looking for what you offer. And they're out there thinking, gee, my back's killing me. I need to get active. I, you know, I, I wish there was something that would, you know, suit me. I can't get to in-person classes because I've got kids and what all the rest of it. And so they're actively looking and they're out there searching on Google and they're asking their friends for recommendations and, the, you know, they're all of that stuff. And so for those people, you can capture them uh, by, uh, you know, pretty easily by putting up things that, you know, basically where they're searching you know, mm. you put your ad there. So like the obvious place is Google because when someone Googles, you know, like Pilates classes near me or something, it's like that person's very ready to start and buy, right? As opposed to someone who's just kind of sitting around on Facebook scrolling through cat videos, you know. Um, so, so so, the next, the, I think the next stage for you is to find those people who are actively searching. Yeah. But um, but aren't yet in your network. Um, and that could, uh, the, uh, you know, in my view, the best place is the, for an online business, the best place to do that is Google because your people could literally be anywhere in the world because you, it doesn't matter about time zones, you know, any of that stuff. So you can, you've got the whole wide world, um, to, to, you know, and all like all, it, you know, in 7.7 .7 billion people in the world, you know, it's guaranteed that there are like, multiple hundreds of thousands of people every month searching for Pilates classes near me, you know, or exercise classes near me, or what do I do for back pain or exercises for back pain or how to get fit after 40 or, you know, lots, lot, you know, those types of searches. And so if you can uh, figure out how to run some Google ads, which is really easy, um, and capture those people and send them to your website, uh, and then the website has a clear uh, landing page that basically matches what they see in the ad. So if they search on Google, how to get fit after 40, and then your ad pops up and says, get fit after 40 online, you know, yeah. and then you click on the ad and it takes them to a web page and it says, get fit after 40 online, start here. And th that whole journey kind of matches what they've searched for. That's, 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 that is the next low hanging fruit for you. And if you can find the right search and it, Part of setting up a Google ad is figuring out what people are searching for, and that yeah. you know that's that's relatively easy to find out how to do. Yeah, I think that's the next stage for you is to find where are people searching, and just capture that. Cool, thank you. <laughs> I'll be looking at Google ads after this. Yeah. No, but that's great. That's the stuff. That's the growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So you are uh, you started out in the pandemic, you basically went online because you had to, and then you were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, and so, and, and you've, you've, 
I, I want to talk about this idea of challenges and, and progression because I think that is the key differentiator um, of your business model yeah. that, that, makes, uh, that makes it a, you know, valuable to your clients because they get the results and therefore valuable to you because they're paying you for the results. Yeah. So, yeah, so tell me about the idea behind challenges and progressions versus just kind of drop-in sessions. Okay, so this all started back in, I'm looking at my notes. So in 2017, I made um, a New Year's resolution to do the 34 original Pilates moves every day for a year. So I had a calendar dedicated to it. And I mentioned I'm a musician as well. So I was on tour a few times in that. Um, so I was doing them like on towels and hotel rooms and hallways. And I did them every day. So on the whole calendar, I missed three days. And that was like, had a flu, you know, that kind of thing. So for the whole year, um, so I had qualified and was already teaching. And I know that this is a whole side discussion as well, but I really feel like the 34 moves connected me to Pilates and what it is and the essence, but I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how much I'd get out of it. So I had gotten Return to Life through Contrology and the Caged Lion, um, read them, got the biography by Eva Rinka, was that her name? Rinka, um, just kind of edited up and got very tunnel vision with Pilates. And I couldn't believe like the results in my body. Cause a lot of people teach Pilates. I'd never done the 34 moves, didn't particularly know about Joseph Pilates life. And not that you have to, but I like the mind, body, spirit Pilates quote, the spirit part came into it. Cause I was really like, we work hard, we get abs blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, especially like early twenties, you just want abs. Um, but this was like, it was almost effortless to have this streamlined body. And that was great. But then I was like, oh, my mind is so clear. My breathing is so deep. You know, all of these knock on effects happen. Um, just got so little colds. And I know he talks about that in terms of, you know, like, your muscles pulsing and pushing the lymphat lymph through and you get less colds. But I would have just regularly have colds, especially in Ireland, like we're so damp and it could be sunny and rainy five times in the same day. But um yeah, just it was amazing. Um so that completely changed my mind and body, my mind, body, spirit connection. I understood how hard Pilates was at the same time as being crazy relaxing. It was like a meditation you're like in a trance until the end and that's once you're able to flow them so obviously I wasn't but like everybody I'd had neck issues from playing violin since I was six I had dislocated my jaw I'd had like back problems I had injured both of my wrists at one point had tendonitis in both wrists and all of those niggly things that I was maintaining and it was like oh Pilates is great because you know, the, now my back's not sore for a few days, but I'll do it again and it won't be sore again. Everything was eliminated, everything. But now I know I was doing it every day, you know, an hour that went down to 40 minutes for a year and that was extreme. But then I was able to maintain it. And then in the pandemic, um, I'm a teacher trainer as well of Pilates with um, a company called PTTI, Pilates Teacher Trainers Ireland. I know you have APPI, right, in Australia. So it's the PTTI version. So a lot of the girls that were training on that um, I had said I was doing this challenge and I was posting about it. So they wanted in on it. So we did it over Zoom and they started doing it and getting so much out of it as well. But like that, 
started off 34 days, then it went down to the five days and it created this challenge. But there was people like there was a woman who went to a chiropractor regularly for years for her pelvis after childbirth. And she did the 34 moves. And she said, you know, her feedback from the chiropractor was that you're stable for the first time, you know, just all of these crazy results, because you're not, um, you're not just focusing on like one area of the body and ignoring others. Because when you just focus on one area, even if that's necessary in terms of like prehab or rehab and then prehab for whatever your discipline is, if you're just focusing on one area, it's going to be a drain to the other areas. So you need everything open. And I think like not triggering like latent areas of like, you know, for like those biochemical responses, the body starts to deprogram. So it could be great to go to a Pilates class and it's like today we're focusing on glutes, we're focusing on shoulders, blah, 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 so many different bodies. The beauty of the 34 moves is that, you know, you start off hard, the abs, you have, well, series of five pretty much. So the abs are burning, but Joseph Pilates thinking there was that we get pulsing the muscles that we need that are going to brace our spine and wake up from the inside out. So we start pulsing our slow twitch. Then you stretch that through roll up and roll over, through saw. So everything that you load, you then unload and everything you compress, then you stretch. And that continues because after you've gone through supine, all fours extension, you go back to supine, but it becomes teaser and it becomes reverse plank. So leg pull forward. So you keep on flipping the body and making it guess. And it seems like you'll never flow those moves until you get really good at them. But it's like every time you've challenged yourself, you give the body the break it needs, but there's another line of pull happening or another line loading. And then you flip that again. So you are always working. And even though you kind of get a bit tired towards the end of the moves, that builds up and up our resilience and our willpower and the muscle memory builds up. So one thing people always ask is which moves should I practice? Which ones should I do at home? Which ones are more important? And for a certain body, there could be a section that is more important for a while. For example, it's usually side kneeling because we're not used to lifting the leg and working it in, in that kind of range or leg circles or things that we leave out because we're used to working so sagittal. But the answer is that none of them are as important as the others. And that's what Joseph Pilates would have said. They all it's need for to the body. follow each other. Yeah. So the sequence, like I am obsessed and I'm still obsessed years later. And yeah, my clients are well, not sick of me talking about it because they get on board with it, but it is so class. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Um, and it just creates so much change and it gives you the toning that you want and need. But then you realize there's so much more going on. It's the mm. headspace that it creates. And I think that comes with patterns because we are habitual creatures that becomes our subconscious. That's the things that become our habits and the things we lean back on. So the lovely thing about repeating it and getting to know the pattern and getting to know what move is coming next is you build confidence that filters into mm. the rest of your life. So like your body confidence, your mind confidence and you build, well, obviously the body awareness, your lymphatic flow is better. So you're getting sick a lot less because you're not blocking anything. You know your body so well through all of these movements and positions. And people are like, I never felt those muscles before. I never practiced that position. So there's so much balance 
there I've gone on a tangent but yeah. the 34 moves is where it started for me when I did it myself for so long that I didn't realize how much I was going to get out of it and I felt so close to his words to Joseph Pilates words and I actually did get really sucked into that was the only way for a while but I think that's important to not to say I've mastered it but to try and master something it's okay if you get tunnel vision for a while so it took me a while to get out of it and be like oh I might try a kickboxing class or I might do some yoga <laughs> for a while it was like no this is the only thing but that obsession yeah I think you have to get obsessed with something for a while to get yeah. to really master it I think I, yeah, I agree with you I think so so it's my it is my great love but now I'm a bit more open-minded that there's other there's other ways to move but yeah, I just think everybody should do it. And there's a version of every move that everybody can do. And the beauty of it as well is I have it designed in a way where you start off foundation into beginner, into intermediate, and they keep having options. They keep having modifications mm -hmm. um, and the feedback is good. So even though some people might have to repeat day three for a few classes before moving on, most of it is good. But I think people throw themselves into things that they're scared of trying in other classes because it will be seeker for a long time before it's full roll down. But when you're addressing the rest of the body and the rest of the movements, all of a sudden that roll down frees up. So where right. you should practice roll down to get good at roll down, maybe you also need to extend and rotate because maybe it's your rotation that's blocking you. Do you know, it could be causing a clumping. So it's, yeah, yeah. That's sorry. Yeah, I, um, no, I'm with you on the on. Uh, we teach the original 34. We actually teach the 37. We teach the whole series of five. Um, okay. In in our training, but yeah, we teach we teach from return to life, and we, so we teach as close as possible to Joseph's original um, intention and choreography. Uh, and I totally am with you on the the value of that sequence and the repetition as well. I love. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things that, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but I would add that it's, it's vigorous, you know, yeah. it's quite a strong practice. And I think oftentimes when people start out as beginners, they get given those super basic sort of pre-Pilates, you know, lie on your back, move your knee four inches to the right, you know, and they're kind of stuck on that for months or years sometimes. Whereas with Joseph's work, it's like day one, you're smashing your abs, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exercise one. Though. Yeah. People love that. I actually, yeah. I've, I've heard about that in your training before. And I love that because I think every Pilates training, you should have to, even if you don't continue classically, like you should at least experience it. Cause I did my yeah. whole training without doing the 34 moves, but um, mm. yeah, the, the rigorous part of it, a lot of trainings nowadays um, will say like, you know, you shouldn't be sore and you should be this, that, or the other after, and it's gentle, but it gets in there. But, and that I under, I understand that in terms of like, you know, managing cortisol production in the body or, you know, like just acid production, but yeah, there's something so satisfying about it being rigorous. As you said, like you sweat in that the feedback is always, whoa, that was really hard, but really good. But every time it's really hard, it's balanced. So the start is crazy, but you get through it because it's layer, 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 step by step loading, loading, loading. And then at the end, you're so relaxed. Mm, so I think that's, exactly. you kind of forget how hard it was. 
I'm 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 sorry. This is a sidebar, but I want to just briefly ask you about the forty minutes thing because when I practice the thirty four, it takes me like nineteen minutes. So how do you how do you oh, wow. I do I, so I do the number of repetitions he says in the book, like so, like okay. rollovers, like three repetitions or whatever, you know. Okay. So is that why is that why I'm taking half the time that you're taking? Yeah. So I was going to do that, but. We start off where you could do three reps of everything. And then by the end, everyone does 10 reps of everything. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why it's 40 minutes. Because I'm thinking like I, what one of the things I love about that, that practice is it's it's so quick. Yeah. You know, you get an incredible workout in, in such a short time. Yeah. 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 And I, because before. Well, I was just going to say, so, all right. So you have made a convincing case for the benefit of, uh, repetition and a consistency in in a practice, and yeah. I'm you know so on board with with that. Uh, and you know it's 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 I think that is something that I I, I guess I, I want to just highlight here for people listening that um, you know what I hear from you. Uh, Hannah, and and what I think is is one of the kind of magic ingredients in what you've got there is that you have this like obvious passion for for those things like the the thirty four exercises and and consistently you know just repeating that same sequence and getting deeper and deeper into it and you know getting stronger and stronger, getting more mobile, getting and just getting deeper into the flow state and getting deeper into understanding how your own body responds to those moves. You know, so there's a there's a there are a whole a host of benefits of just repeating the same, you know, sequence, you know, over a prolonged period. And that often I think uh what we as Pilates instructors um, fall into is it's like, well, we, you know, know and love this practice and we think, oh, you know, everyone should do it. It's fantastic. It's amazing. But then a client comes to us and says like, oh, you know, what should I do? And we're sort of like, oh, well, you know, come once a week if you want, don't come if you don't want, you know, do whatever you want. You know, I don't want to be pushy you know, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you what to do. Um, and then the client might come once or twice a week for a few weeks and maybe they miss a week here and they miss a week there. And then six weeks later, they're like, oh, I can't really feel the difference. You know, this is just hard work and I'm not getting the benefit, you know? And, and so what I, what I love about your approach is you are, you know, like I think anybody listening to this, you know, genuinely passionate about what you do. And, but I think where you uh, stand out is that you are uninhibited in just saying to people to clients like hey this is what you need to do right yeah. like you 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 know you you need to do five days a week for you know whatever period of time and i guarantee you you will feel and see and experience the benefits right because like actually as instructors like we all know that's true like i mean if you do freaking an hour a day of pilates five days a week for six weeks it's like you know, oh, it's inconceivable that you're not going to feel better, right? Like you, yeah. you're definitely going to feel better. So why not say it like, uh, and this is something I think that is such a key point in such a crucial uh, foundational aspect of just building a successful business and, and building, which and a successful business is simply a business that produces results for your clients that produces value for your clients and yeah. and that is basically the client comes to you with a problem and the problem might be i've got a sore back or i'm feeling shit about my energy's bad 
low or I've got aches and pains or I'm getting old or I can't get down on the floor anymore, whatever their problems are. And it's like, well, our expertise is solving those problems, right? And we know, I mean, we all know, if you're listening to this, you know that if someone practiced Pilates diligently five days a week, even three days a week, right, for, you know, a number of weeks, let's say six weeks, and went through a balanced Pilates workout, a vigorous balanced Pilates workout for, you know, three to five days a week. It's like, tell me that person's not going to feel better. Like, it's inconceivable that they're not going to feel better. Like, it's just, it's guaranteed. It's going to happen. So why would you not say to that person, okay, you want to feel better? Here's what you need to do, right? You need to do this workout five five days a week and you will get, you will get your result. But I think what, where we've, where many of us struggle, and this was me for ages as well, is you feel like you don't want to impose on someone or that you're telling them to buy so much, so much of your services is somehow like taking advantage or, you know, pressuring them or something. It's like, well, but I think it's the opposite. Like if you tell someone to come once a week, right. And then you take their money for coming once a week and six weeks later, they haven't got the result. It's like, we've basically taken their money and not given them anything value in return, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually cheaper. Right. (laughs) So, so yeah, why would, why would, why would you not just tell the person, okay, look, here's what you need to do to get the result you want. And then I'll, and I'll, I'll guide you through that. Yeah. And the personal touch as well, because so this, there's two sides to this, um, but my really loyal clients, if they go through a period where they're like, oh, I just quit my job. I just X, Y, Z. I have, I'm not putting this out as an offer to everybody, but I have just been like, do you know what? You do this challenge for free. You've done the challenge three times through. So you just do this one for free. So I've done that sort of thing where it's like, I value you and you're going to do this. That works with people who've done it a lot and they're doing it to maintain then that fitness that they've got and they understand. Whenever I gave away free classes to new clients, it never worked because they'd not get around to it because they don't have the same value associated and they'll be, they'll be so sorry and their, you know, their heart would have been in the right place. But giving something for free doesn't work and giving something too cheap doesn't work as well because it's like the psychology of, if you saw two classes, the exact same class, and one is 28 euro and one is 24 euro or dollars or pounds, your brain would question why and what's the difference. And it's only a few between, so you'll probably go up. There's actually this model where if you give three options, 80% of people will take the middle one. So you can put a high one for the percentage that are going to be like, oh, that's the best because I associate high prices with quality, you'll get the lower one with people who are looking for sales, but they're generally not repeat customers. So the middle one is what you actually want to make because most people will go for that because they have choice. So they feel in control and they have choice. So their brain is already deciding what one they want. So if they were on the fence, they've just gone over. So offering three options is actually really good. It's not something I take advantage of, but I remember um, reading it before. But yeah, giving stuff too low and giving stuff for free, you're doing a disservice to the person on the other side. I think with clients I've built up trust with, I give them free rehab if that's what they need. If we have this dialogue going and I know that they'll come back again, but they're just X, Y, Z again, like the example of someone might have just quit their job and I'd be like, do you know what? You keep up the classes. I appreciate you. So it is, it's time consuming on the social and the personal level. 
but yeah then you've got your tribe and I think we would all spend money on anything that we know works for certain because we try a million things all the time whether it's dietary or people have crazy gadgets for fitness um but yeah when you can just see the return it makes sense because think about if you weren't doing all of this exercise you'd be in physio you'd be forced to there's actually a saying I can't remember exactly but it's like if you don't make time for your health you'll be forced to make time for your illness um and it's so I started out doing treatments so I would have been doing you know sports rehab I would have been doing dry needling whatever it was and I found it tough on my body for a start um I'm five foot two I'm seven and a half stone like so I found it tough to treat but tougher than that I found it really hard to see people in pain and not be able to help them you can help them short term so for example like if someone comes in and I know they need more rotation through their midspine I might free that up with massage with a treatment whatever that could be but if they're not um you know if they're flaring their ribs and their mid back is weak and tight and they're not training their core and their obliques aren't helping to pull the rib cage back down and you know, the top two ribs are blocked, the collarbones are blocked, scalenes SCM are short, there's neck pain, there's headaches that they don't understand, your mood is affected because you're blocking, you know, your hormones flowing from those secretion ducts. So if I'm just massaging out the problem or doing a little manipulation on the problem and then they go back to their patterns, they're not going to fix that. So then they come back and they're like, oh, I felt great for two days, but now I'm bad again. Or I felt great, but I didn't do those Pilates exercises you suggested. And like that in isolation, they don't work long-term anyway. They would if there's this over overwhelming area, but then the rest of the body is treated. So even though possibly staying in a treatment setting could have made me more money over time, I know I was going to burn out with that, but it was much more the mental side. It's really hard to see people in pain. And I used to spend extra time with them, put so much into them, especially people with headaches I used to really feel for. Um, and then when I started doing the Pilates and people were like, I feel great for the first time ever in this area or, oh, that works better. Or like, yeah, or that was better than the massages I got. That was this, that or the other. That, because I, I think we're all in this profession because we really care. So whether that's choreography because you were a dancer and you have that creative spark and you love it and you love people and connecting that way, or whether you've come in through injury like I did because it was a bit of an accident through being injured, you really care and you understand their pain for the most part, or you try to, and there's that compassion. So I found it hard to keep treating and I use it sometimes, but I don't have a studio anymore for treating but the movements are just so good. People are doing that from the inside out. And that's different if someone is chronic and rehabbing and they're in an accident and they have their place in a hospital physio setting. But for the most people with these niggly pains that are on anti-inflammatories or getting injections or getting surgery far too early or whatever it is, Pilates can really sort that out. And that's not to say just Pilates because it could be weights for some people. It could be you know, CrossFit, it could be whatever it is, just whatever your body needs. In my brain, it's Pilates. I think everybody should do it, even if you are doing all of those other things. But it's not just preventative because it's, I think it's a sport in itself. Like it's, it can be really athletic. It can be super vigorous, as you said, it can be really relaxing. And that's where I'm having a lot of fun designing the challenges. So the one I'm doing at the moment is a soul Pilates challenge. 
like soul cycle, but for Pilates. So I'm getting like an easy Pilates routine and I'm just reiterating affirmations over and over. And every day is a different person. So the first day I have Deepak Chopra, the second day I have Oprah Winfrey, the third day I have Michelle Obama. So that'll be up on the website soon. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. So it's nice to think outside the box in terms of challenges, but yeah, they always layer as well. Mm -hmm. But I think the consistency is key. And that's kind of my tagline on the website. That's what I believe. And whether we appreciate it or not, we're consistent all the time. We're consistently slouching. We're consistently training in the wrong way. We're consistently like leaning down to the dishwasher, showering in the same way, being really dominant on one side of the body. We're training anyway. So it's whether we're programming or reprogramming or deprogramming. Um, Yeah, we're doing it anyway. But the nice thing about Pilates is it's so focused. You really get like bang for your buck in terms of like that 20 minutes can like set your posture for the day and build those firing patterns and rewire the firing patterns permanently. And that's 20, 30 minutes a day. I don't really know of any other exercise program that would do that. That isn't kind of just like Pilates, but with a different name. Right. Yeah. And I love what you've um, basically what you've you've your program has built into it, and I'm not sure whether this is conscious or not, but it's got you know like we talked about that consistency and just basically repeating the same you know routine because like you say you get as you repeat the same exercises you see progress and that is very motivating you know when you say oh I I now I can do the full hundred you know a week ago I could only do thirty you know. Or, you know, now I can get my feet further overhead in the, in the rollover, uh, in the, yeah, in the rollover. Or now I can do the roll up, you know, like you, you see that concrete measure, those concrete measures of progress and you, you feel you're getting better. And that is so exciting for people. Um, and then the second thing is you, you've got this kind of the, the challenge, which basically is a limited time period. It's like, okay, if you say to me, like, okay, Raf, you know, all you got to do is commit to exercising five days a week for the rest of your life and everything will be good. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a really big commitment, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but if you say, hey, Raf, let's do a challenge, it's like 30 days of exercising five days a week. I'm like, oh, I can do 30 days, you know, because I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and of course, I'm, it's kind of, a, I know at some level, I kind of know I'm mentally tricking myself because I know that I there is a rest of my life after that 30 days and I'm not going to like, what am I going to do? Like stop exercising and go back to feeling the way I'm feeling now. Now, of course, you know, some part of me deep down knows that I've got to keep doing it, but I can kind of trick myself into thinking like, well, it's only 30 days, you know, I can do that. Um, so I, I love the psychology, um, behind those challenges and it, it really sort of, it's a hack that basically, you know, makes it easier for us to kind of, take advantage of our own kind of mental blind spots, you know, to actually do something good for ourselves. Yeah. And it filters into the rest of your life because you're more confident. You're like proud of yourself. You've proved to yourself that you can do this and missing the odd day is fine, you know, but it is, it is showing up and that Mm. willpower. Yeah. It does just filter into everything else. Mm. But Mm. um, So, all right, and I, all right. So, I want to go back now um, and talk about what you mentioned before about kind of the uh, giving people kind of like a personalized rehab or you know treatment plan, you know, basically with pre-recorded videos. Um, and so, this is, I think, this is uh, genius because it's it has you know, to a certain degree sort of multiplied your 
time and and expertise and allows you to relate personally to you know a much larger number of people um, and also just provides massive extra value to you know clients but at very little extra cost to you so yeah so so talk to me uh, can you kind of map out for me how that how that plays out. So if I come to you and I'm doing maybe your, you know, your challenge, one of your challenges and maybe, you know, does this come out in the sign up process or does this come out? Do I, do I DM you and say, Hey, look, I'm doing this challenge, but I'm getting back pain when I'm doing it. Or like, how do you pick out that I'm the person that needs extra help? And then what, how do you provide that help? And what's the, what's the outcome of that? Yeah. Well, I will ask people how they're getting on. Um, so I have a WhatsApp group. So this is kind of where there's a bit of an overlap between the old way and the new way of the website. So my WhatsApp group has a few hundred people in it from lockdown. So it's very easy to message in and be like, how's everyone doing? And they'll either message there or privately. And if anything sticks out, I'll be like, well, if you have time, I can send you a four day neck rehab. I can send you a five day hip rehab. I can send you a three day back care, whatever it is. If you have time to do it, you can. Um, but and yeah, those, and those, and those are just, uh, like a series of short videos showing, Hey, do this exercise now do this exercise sort of thing. Is that what that is? They're actually full classes. So they're, yeah, they're, they would be between 45 minutes and 60 minutes. So they're their own thing. I have one of them uploaded to the website, which, so I was filming on zoom and using those, whereas now I use a good camera, good software, you know, everything's higher quality. It's all 4K on the website. But so the only thing I've re-recorded is neck rehab and I'm about to upload the ankle knee hip rehab. But I have them all saved on Zoom that were live during lockdown. So they're full classes and they can seem a bit abstract. But again, I like the Pilates approach of full body all the time. So we could be doing shoulder rehab. Um, and I will do like range of motion within the shoulders, the ribs, upper back, the neck. But then we also do stuff on the hips and the back. And I explain why those chains run up, like how important it is to neutralize your hips and relax your hips and then work the shoulders or then rehab the shoulders or load or unload. So sometimes they overlap because these back exercises might be really good for your shoulders or these shoulder exercises are actually in conversation with our hip movement. So we're going to do both. So even though it's specific, like, you know, we don't do ankle circles in the shoulder rehab, but you can explain how that chain will filter the whole way up or how blockages in the ankle are going to filter up into the knee and the hips and the hips talk to the shoulders and all of that, or there's a disconnect in between. So it brings it back to Pilates. So we don't do core exercises. It's not a Pilates workout, but there'll be a lot of range of motion, compress, decompress. There'll be relaxation for the muscles that need it. There'll be stretches. So they are full classes. So it is a, it's an undertaking for people if they want to take it on. The people that do the 34 moves and whichever rehab they want, absolutely amazing results. Do you know, you're getting the best messages ever, which is exactly what you want where people are like, I am pain-free in that area for the first time. And that will come back because, you know, our because it's all in our myelin sheaths, right? So like in terms of the nerve fibers, that's there and we have to build a new pathway beside it. So that could take 30 days. So maybe four days of rehab is not enough. But one of the fun things is people who are doing the challenge and they're like, oh, Hannah will give me rehab for free while I'm doing it. And it's because I 
care about them. It's not about giving away free classes, but they might just do a different rehab every week for the fun of it. Now that's time consuming. So it tends to be the people who are in pain who want the rehab along with it. That being said, the 34 moves will usually get in there anyway. Like you said there, if someone messages and says, oh, I have a sore back when I do that, I don't really get that feedback. It's more that they have it anyway, or, oh, my left hip was never as good as my right hip. Oh, well, stick with the 34 moves if that's what you've time for. But you can also try this hip rehab, if that answers your right. Yeah, question. yeah. And I'm totally with you that, I mean, I think the 34 or basically any balanced, you know, yeah. routine is the answer for 90% of people that, yeah. you know, is going to kind of solve whether it's neck pain, hip pain, knee pain, foot pain, back pain, or, or whatever it might be. It's like, that's such a great balanced workout that will just work through the whole body. It's like, you don't really need anything special for most people. Yeah. Um, but for some people, yes, there's definitely a, a benefit to you know, targeting certain areas or freeing up other areas or whatever it might be. But I, it's, I think that for, my my impression is that that is, the benefit is mostly psychological for people. I it, I think of it as kind of the salad bar effect at McDonald's. Like when mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, when that you know Super Size Me uh, movie came out, and everyone was kind of going crazy about how unhealthy McDonald's was, and you know attacking McDonald's, they brought out the salad, the healthy choices salad mm-hmm. bar, and basically what happened was nobody bought the healthy choices, but they felt a lot better about buying their Big Mac and fries after walking past the healthy choices because that kind of made them feel like, oh, yeah, this is healthy. Like, look at all those salads. Now I'll just have a Big Mac. Yeah, it's just your choice. Yeah. Right, right. And so it sort of feels to me like this might be a little bit like that, that people feel like, oh, look, I've got this personalized, you know, rehab program that Hannah sent to me. You know, I don't have time to do it. I'll just do the 34 you know, oh, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, this is great. But our our minds are so, so powerful. And I know in Joseph Pilates' book and also um, John Howard, is that his name? The guy who wrote- uh, John Howard Steele. Yeah, Steele. He talks about how like, you know, when he had problems with say mental health or his mind, he had to use his body. He had to get into his body to get out of that. And then Joseph Pilates' famous quote is that physical fitness is the first requisite of happiness. That being said, sometimes, and it's not that I would be able to find everything, it's not that I'm super good at treating people, but when you can't find a problem in terms of there's no shortness in the muscle, there's no tightness, there's no range of motion problem, I know that's very rare, but if you can't, it's like, well, maybe that's emotional, you know, maybe it's like a phantom pain. So our minds are so powerful as well. So as you said, if you offer a solution where it's like, I have the comfort of knowing that that neck rehab is there when I need it. It's like the idea of like, oh, I want chocolate. There's none in the house. I have to go get some. But if there's some in the press, it's like, it's there if I want it. So I don't have to get it. It's that psychology. But that happens with movement as well. Just knowing that something is there to help you. And like you said, the 34 moves is going to. So there is that, that, you know, the kind of physical feedback as well. But just your mind relaxing and being like, I'm going to be okay. There's a solution here. It's not yes. a trick. It's not witchcraft. There's a physiological response to that. Right. But that's so powerful. But right. you're still doing the challenge. <laughs> but I love right. what you said about balanced classes because I'm talking so much about the 34 moves because that's where I fell in love so much with Pilates. But like that, my 20 minute daily reset, like there is always the balance of that you hit all of the marks you hit all of the ranges available or the planes of movement rather mm. 
So, yeah, that's in all of the classes. <laughs> Great. All right. So, um, and, and I love that approach of uh, basically it's, you know, it's essentially everyone gets the same program, right? They get the 34 moves or the daily reset or whatever program they're doing, but it's like everyone gets the same. Um, and because it's a balanced workout, it's going to hit them where they need it. Um, yeah. you know, because you're basically pouring the water into the cup and if there's pebbles in the cup, it just, the water fills the space in between the pebbles. So it's like wherever they've got a weakness or a tightness or whatever, it's going to, it's going to find that, those spots. Um, and then, uh, there is additional, um, care really. And I think it's, my impression is it's more the care than the actual additional, like, uh, exercise routine. That seems that my guess is that's what's really important to people. I feel like if I'm doing your challenge and I, you know, you say, how are you going? I'm like, oh, my neck's killing me or whatever that I feel. And then you come back with like, oh, well, here's a series of videos that I've made that will, you know, help you overcome that. You know, I feel like, oh, you really give a shit, you know, like you're, you, you know, you're here for me and I'm not just a number. And you're not just out to like sell me as much stuff as possible. You actually care about my welfare because you're giving me this extra stuff for free, you know. And then even if I don't end up using the extra stuff, I feel like I'm safe, I'm cared for, I'm in an environment where I'm, you know, I'm valued and I'm getting the benefits of doing the 34 anyway. So I start to feel better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I love it. I think it's great. And, and we, we base, I mean, that, uh, that, I'm not sure what you would call that model. Um, um, but basically, you know, the way I think of it is you, you sell premium prices and then give away heaps of stuff for free on as yeah. well, you know, as a bonus. Right. And yeah. so we do that. We do that as well. That's what this podcast is, right? We charge yeah. high ticket for our, for our courses and then we give heaps of shit away for free. And yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's a really great business model. I, I really like that. Um, so, so how do you. Right. Just, just before we finish, how do you, um, how do you, how do you kind of maintain the continuity there? So you've got, you know, different challenges running and you said that you have some people that go on to that kind of twice a week sort of mate, like maintenance program. But so how do you, um, like if I do my challenge and I'm feeling fantastic at the end of it, like how do you sign me up for the next one? How does that work? Yeah. So people will repeat it a few times generally. So people will do the whole 34 classes like four or five times, but I have a 10 day advanced challenge where I just had fun with the advanced move, but it's a variation of teaser. It's a variation of the hundred. It's a variation of whatever it is. So each one, I had a lot of fun making them. Like it would be almost a bit more like dance. I'm not a dancer, but just in terms of movement and choreography. And there was a lot of fun there. I have been told that they're very advanced, <laughs> but yeah, sure. If you've completed the 34 moves a few times and um, that's fun. So there's a 10 day add on. So people will do that generally. Um, and then the 20 minute daily reset, maybe their mind is ready for some variety, but like that, the 20 minute reset, it's the same class every day. So it's not a new 20 minute class every day. That's just what I believe works. And I do sometimes send them two or three and it's like here, if the first one you want to try a second one, you can. And um, again, there's that personal touch. Um, and then I have a master the move series. So if you've been through classes or the 34 moves, I pick out the hardest ones. So I've like highlighted teaser, side plank, um, roll down, whatever it is. So I have a master the move section on the website and it's a full class around that move. So the full body is worked 
and everything is building towards that move. So everything mm-hmm. that you need firing for a teaser, which is a bit of everything, because uh, even though we're in flexion, to balance the body and feel good at the end, you need to practice a lot of extension. And that's also going to create um, the kind of elasticity in the body as well, that kind of opening for the hips. So those classes are built around that. So I just, I try to always keep it fun and interesting and hit on another Pilates principle. And I always reiterate the principles. But yeah, for example, people have been really vigorous with the 34 moves. I think when you have gone through beginner Pilates and appreciated and go to intermediate, then when you go back, it can be really hard. Beginner can be really hard because you know what to focus on and holding it that bit longer is a new challenge. So my ideas of like always having a challenge. So now the soul Pilates coming up is a 10 day challenge. And even though it's full of affirmations and much more the mind side and the feedback, cause I had some people test it for free is that it's, they feel amazing at the end and they're so relaxed, but you're still burning your abs. So I'm just trying to keep it interesting in terms of having things to offer. And I do regularly ask people what they want. And even if you see on the website, this is a glute focus class, this is arms, this is whatever, it's always full body with just more focus on that area. So it is feedback to what people want. And then I try to be creative. Um, like the soul Pilates, I haven't seen anything like that before, and I'm really excited to launch it. Um, and yeah, it's like meditation in motion again. So I don't know in terms of will that keep people for years and years and years, it might be like a renewal of people, but I think my diehard customers trust me and trust their bodies and like the way that I instruct. So they're curious to try a new challenge or go back and start again. So I hope that answers your question. Mm. Well, uh, mostly, but I want to know, I've got a couple of follow-on questions, which which are firstly, okay, if I I do the 34-day challenge and then I want to repeat it, do I pay again or do I just, have I paid once and I get to do it an infinite number of times? No, they pay again. Yeah. That's awesome. That was what I was hoping you were going to say. Yeah. Well, Um, see, it's cheap. It's seven euro a class and it's a super, like, yeah, like I'll say it myself. I look like it's a super high quality class. There's a lot of detail at the end of each class. I highlight a move so you don't have to stick around for that, but there's a bonus video at the end of each class. So day one, we highlight um, hundred day two, you highlight roll up. It's in sequence with the sequence, but yeah, I just try to give as much value as I can, but for seven euro, you're not getting that anywhere else. That was a bit of a mm-hmm. lockdown price, but I've left it at that again, because I appreciate mm-hmm. people are doing it every day. Um, but yeah, they'd, they'd pay again. And like that people I know if they're going through a hard time and I know that it's a real reason I'm happy to mm-hmm. give it for free. I just, I do want people to feel good. But I know mm. that it doesn't work offering it for free too early because people don't do it. They don't value it. Right. And when you teach the, say, the daily reset, which is, like you say, the same sequence every day, is that literally the same video or is it a different video of you teaching the same sequence every day? It's the same video. Yeah. So it's a hard class and they have to notice how much stronger they get by day five or day seven. Mm-hmm. I, I want to highlight there for uh, people listening that I think that is there's a there's a deep truth underneath that uh, practice that you're doing, which is that the value that the the customer receives is not necessarily related to how much effort you put into providing that value. And so, for you to make one video once and then them do it like a dozen times 
is no less valuable to them than for you to like give them a an in person you know if you were to drive to their house and teach that class live you know every day it wouldn't necessarily be more valuable to that person no right because yeah so so the value that they receive is not proportionate to the effort that you that it costs you to do that and so i think that's a mistake that a lot of us make is we think oh in order to provide more value i have to work harder but actually if you put yourself in the customer's shoes and you think okay well if i want to do this workout and the beautiful thing about you know Hannah providing it as a uh, like a, a self-paced like online thing is like well I can do it in my pajamas with baby spew on my t-shirt and the kids screaming in the background and my house a mess and all of the rest of it. Whereas if Hannah was to come to my house in person and do it, I'd be like, oh shit, I've got to clean up and the kids are screaming. I've got to get my good active wear on and I've got to make sure my husband's looking after the kids and all of that stuff. And all like there's, those are real costs to the client, right? Like tidying the house and organizing childcare. Those are all actual costs to the client. And so you're basically eliminating all of those costs by giving them this online thing. And like, I mean, I'm the same as, as your clients in many ways, I think like I'd love doing the same workout again and again. And and I've got no problem with it being the same video. Like I, you know, like I think that's awesome um, that you, that you're doing that. So just final question on this. Uh, If I want to, if I do the 34 challenge, like what do you prompt me in some way? Do I, you know, again, when we get to day 32, are you like, you know, sign up, you know, don't lose the feeling, sign up for, you know, the next challenge sort of thing, or is that just kind of left up to me? Uh, left up to you. I do. Well, I'm there's always there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity. You know, you're leaving lots of money on the table. In uh, okay. Well, good. Well, I do, like, I will always advertise that, like, oh, people started again and you understand it's so much better the second time around. And, you know, there's so much to sink in. But, yeah, you're right. It should be. Uh, you, I, if if there was one thing that you could do that would make the biggest difference in your business, I predict it's this. Just okay. uh, at you know on this like the second last day or third last day of a challenge or like the last week sort of thing, give people a little uh, little prompt about. So ask them how they're feeling at the start, right? And then at the end, give them a little prompt. How's that thing that you mentioned at the start? How's your neck? How's your back? You know, how's your energy? Whatever it might be, and then go. Do you want to keep? Do you want to keep feeling like this? Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. Click here. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. There is, I don't know if you saw, I put up an Instagram post recently about a woman postpartum who did, it was after her fourth kid actually. So she did the 34 moves five days a week for the seven weeks. And, you know, you think about in terms of her pelvic floor or, you know, after birth rehab, but she lost um, nine stone. So her photo, her before and after, you know, you don't think of it as a weight loss thing, but I think when your body is open and things can move, like that will depend on your own metabolism and everything. But, um, yeah, so, so great. Cause she said, oh, I didn't expect this from it at all. Um, but her photo is there on the Instagram. So as well as her being pain-free and starting to recover, cause she had just said she wished she did it after every child and she can't believe she never did Pilates before. She only did gym work after her after her babies but uh, yeah her before and after picture is very impressive but like that she stuck with it and like you were saying she was sending me private photos doing it beside her baby do you know and like yeah it's it's easy to fit in if that is your 
situation at home. So, yeah, there's a place for it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish? Um, I don't think so. I just, um, yeah, for anyone um, like starting, the initial costs can maybe put you off when you start looking at a website or equipment if you didn't have anything, cameras, mics. I use Final Cut Pro, I use Logic, but um, I would do all of that again, that initial investment. It does come back. And I know it's mm-hmm. everyone's going to have their own journey as much as we can follow advice and it's nice to have a template. And I still haven't hit the goals that I would like to hit and the freedom that I'd like to hit yet. But you have to get started and there is you have to invest in yourself just like you want your customers to invest in themselves by paying you and they get their outcome as well. So, um, yeah, not to be scared of the equipment and YouTube is your best friend for tutorials. So for everything, I started out as a complete technophobe, could barely, you know, if someone told me I had to, you know, like downloading WhatsApp for the first time was overwhelming or linking my bank to Revolut. But now I'm editing videos and filming things and dealing with multiple hard drives and things I never knew the language of. So it's just step by step and layer by layer, like your exercise. But um, Mm. I think, yeah, it's a good thing to have. And even if it's not a big professional website, even if you just have the option of sending out recordings of your classes, it takes a bit of pressure off how many people you need in every class. So it's a, you know, it it can be a tough slog being a Pilates instructor. We all have our history of running around multiple studios and, you know, maybe not working full time in Pilates because you can't see that. So I went straight into it without another job. But um. Yeah, just to go for it. Like it'll take years to build up, but then it's such a great life. And I guess the passion has to be there and compassion <laughs> and mm. love of people. Well, let's let's just briefly touch on that. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Just the kind of the technical um, side of things. And I so I I, I want to echo what you said there, or sort of implied there about basically just starting out with Zoom recordings, for example. Like just starting out like on your phone, yeah. you know, just like low tech you know, whatever equipment you've got to hand, because the most important thing is, is the most important green is you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the, the nice video and audio, like sort of is a bent is like an added benefit and sort of makes it a bit nicer, but it's not like the reason someone's going to sign up or not sign up. It's people come for you and for the service and for the, the, the results and for the, the experience that they get. Um, and the experience is a personal experience of doing the practice and feeling their body change. And, you know, that's the experience, not the experience of a glossy website or like, that's not going to, you know, give someone the satisfaction at the end of it. So, um, I think, you know, don't, if you're out there thinking about this, don't, yeah, like Hannah says, don't get overwhelmed by thinking, oh, I need a website. I need a camera. I need this. I need this. Like, just like, you've got a phone, you've got an internet connection. That's all you need. Get started. And honestly, probably um, teaching a bunch of stuff live and just sending out the live recordings is the best plan because you'll refine your craft and you'll realize what works and what doesn't and you'll get feedback. And then when you get to the point where you go like, I know how to answer people's questions before they even ask them because I know I can just predict when we get to this part of the class, people are going to struggle with this exercise or whatever it might be. That's when you're ready to record it and set it you know, make make it sort of a permanent thing. And as you go, you can just gradually upgrade your equipment, you know, teach for a bunch and then buy a microphone and then use that for a bit and then buy a camera and then use that for a bit and then buy, a, you know, whatever. So, yes, and there are heaps of tech 
um, options out there that like you don't have to spend a fortune. I mean, you can, but you don't have to. There, there could be grants available. I never thought of looking into that. There's photography grants, there's equipment grants, there's laptop grants for self-employed people. So for us in Ireland, it's your local enterprise office. I'm not sure how that will vary in terms of your where you are in the world, but look into what's available because for me to avail of um, like claiming half of my website costs back, I had to attend like a half day seminar, but we learned a lot in it anyway. And then you're eligible and then it's just up to the paperwork, but that stuff is there. Mm. And it's a bit of a pain, especially if you're a movement person, we all hate the admin side, but the payoff, you just have to kind of look forward at that. So I'd look into what's available if you do want good cameras or good recording equipment or software, or you need a better laptop because there is Mm. things available. And I love what you say about YouTube. I'm a massive fan of YouTube. I think I use YouTube premium, which is like, I don't know, $20 a month or something. It's like one of the best investments, you know, I think you can make because it's ad free. Um, and you can uh, download videos and watch them offline. And, uh, also you, uh, can play it in the background. So you can actually like play the video, close your phone, stick your phone in your pocket and the video will keep playing. Um, so oh, you can listen to just the audio. Uh, and so I'm a massive fan of YouTube, uh, especially for this kind of stuff about audio video gear. Like, it's like that's what YouTubers do, right? They have audio video gear. So there's like a bazillion awesome videos about how to set up an, an, a podcast, a video podcast studio or a YouTube setup or a vlog setup or exercise class online setup. And they're all basically the same equipment. So just yeah. go to YouTube, type in how, you know, what video equipment do I need to set up my podcast studio, online vlog, whatever. Um, and there's some really cool people just teaching you really cool shit for free and showing mm-hmm. you like exactly what piece of equipment to buy and how to plug it in and all, you know, every, it's like really, really great. Um, so but like that, that, they're teaching it for free, but just make sure mm-hmm. you're liking and subscribing because that's their, yeah. that's their payback, isn't it? <laughs> that is, that is. And comment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All algorithms. Uh, Hannah, this has been a really enjoyable conversation. I've I've got a lot out of it. I hope people listening got a lot of a lot out of it. Thank you so much. Yeah, same here. It's been so great to talk to you. So thanks for having me. See ya. Yeah, love it. <laughs>
rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.